Welcome to The Caleb Show. This is a show about the Bible, about renewing, and about the mind, where every week we discuss how the Word of God is sufficient for day-to-day living, no matter what is happening in your life. You will be challenged to make the Bible an essential part of your thinking and living. Join us now as we investigate the world with the ancient truth of God's Word. Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, or good whatever time of day you're listening to this. Welcome back to the show. This is a show where we talk about the Bible having the words and the power and the message to give us a renewed mind and a whole new way of seeing the world and seeing ourselves. My name is Caleb, and today we want to talk about how God can change a human heart. Only God can change a human heart. But most importantly, how the heart speaks. Because your heart actually does speak, and my heart speaks. And what we want to do is look at Matthew chapter 15. And I'm going to read you a couple verses here. So, let me give you some background. This chapter opens up with some Pharisees coming to Jesus and asking him a question about hand-washing. They were really big into ritual hand-washing and that kind of thing. And they noticed that Jesus did not wash his hands correctly or properly or even maybe at all uh, before he ate something, before he ate food. And so, this was all part of the ritual of Pharisaical Judaism, and if you did these things, you were holding to the tradition of the elders, and the traditions of the elders were in place because they were there as a kind of fence law, that if you kept the laws of the traditions of the elders, you wouldn't break God's law. So, keeping the laws of the elders kept the law of God, and in that case, you were holy, or you were righteous before God. So, Jesus took issue with this. He felt like them keeping these laws actually allowed them to break God's law. And that's a little bit of a different thing but uh, that he talks about at the start. But he says in verse 7, Hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These people draw near me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching his doctrines the commandments of men. So Jesus quotes Isaiah And he says that their heart is far from them, even though they honor me with their lips. People draw near to me with their mouth. And so what people are saying is one thing. What they say is sounding pretty jolly good. But the problem is, is that their hearts are far from them. So what is this about? The Pharisees were saying the right kinds of things. They were saying that they were worshiping God. They were saying that you need to obey the law. They were saying these things, but the heart of the person was far from them, far from God himself. And he says that in vain they worship me, teaching his doctrines the commandments of men. So this is an interesting uh, contrast Jesus is making. Because the Pharisees were asking him about hand-washing under the assumption that the hand-washing was keeping the commandment of God. But Jesus says, no, you're actually in vain worshiping God by keeping the commandments of men. So you have commandments of men and commandments of God. These two different things. And so, but what I want to point out here is that it's this linkage between the mouth and the heart that Jesus is going to emphasize. He's going to emphasize this. 
So he says in verse 10, when he had called the multitude to himself, he said to them, hear and understand, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man. Because remember, they were talking about hand washing and all that before they ate so that the food would stay pure or whatever the idea was. But it's what comes out of the mouth that defiles a man. So then skip down now to verse 17. Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? So he's talking about food. If you eat something, it goes into your mouth, you eat it, your body uses up the energy, and then at some point you go to the bathroom. Um, but verse 17 uh, says, sorry, verse 18 says, But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anybody. So out of the heart proceed, uh, what does he say? Evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, thefts, false witness, and blasphemies. So he begins by saying evil thoughts. So essentially... The mouth will speak what the heart is full of. It may sound like something really good on one side, but look at what is being said carefully. And this is what we need to do. We live in a soundbite sort of society that will take little snippets of information here, there, and everywhere and try to make some kind of case out of it or try to accuse somebody or praise somebody or whatever. It's easy to take things out of context. And so this is what we need to do when we're talking about words of what people say, is get down to the real heart of the matter, we could say. So when you're talking to a person, it's very easy, or if you're talking for that matter, let's turn it upon ourselves. If I'm having a conversation with somebody about something, uh, so let's say you're chatting with your friend about some issue or another, it's what come. It's what's coming out of your heart. Ultimately, it's what Jesus said. Now we we like to always talk about the mind in our Western society. You know, let's get educated and have a sharp mind, or uh, or however we want to put it, build up our vocabulary and things like this. But really, these things are coming from the heart. So just like a computer, it, whatever you program it to do, that's what it's going to do. Uh, we're talking about food here in this passage, about eating things that defile you. But if you live on a diet of Cheetos and fast food and uh, Coke or Pop or Dr. Pepper or whatever, if you live on a diet of that, it's going to catch up to you. By the time you're 30, 40, or, or actually even if you're 10 or 15 or 20, you know, you end up becoming this large person that doesn't have much energy and it's out of shape and that kind of thing. So it sucks everything out of your system. So when you think about the heart, uh, the physical heart, here's this illustration for this. The physical heart pumps blood around your body. When your physical heart is in good shape and it's not bogged down by fat and it's been exercised and it's able to pump oxygen to every living cell in your body. So a healthy physical heart keeps your whole body well. It keeps all the oxygen going to the different cells. It allows you to breathe well. Uh, you're able to get up and move around and do things and be active and all that kind of thing. So that's a physical heart. A spiritual heart really is no different. So a spiritual heart also 
has to be fed well. So your physical heart wants fresh food, it wants fresh vegetables, it wants good things to drink, it needs to be well nourished. Junk food and fatty food and high cholesterol food will destroy your heart, clog it up, and then you're having problems. But good food will keep it functioning well and clean and strong. So your physical heart is a picture of your spiritual heart. Your spiritual heart also must be the same. If you're filling your mind forever with the media or with uh, films that are dragging you down or with the philosophies of the world or with um, anything like that that is, that is uh, not from God directly. And now there's a lot of things out there that sound good, but they're self-centered. So pay attention to these things. The Bible and what God would want us to do is not be self-centered, but be other-centered. Jesus did not come to serve, to be served, but to serve. And so it's an it's a having um, an outlook toward helping and serving other people. And I'm not saying that you should not be discerning about who you help and how and things like that. You must be discerning, but. The, the idea is, 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 is your life directed toward God or is your life directed back toward yourself? So uh, these Pharisees with their hand washing, just an example, was all about self-preservation uh, and self-display of righteousness and that kind of thing. If other Pharisees, they did it to Jesus, they did not see him washing his hands correctly. So a lot of what the Pharisees did was about the show of, the, of making sure they were showing themselves to be righteous and holy men. And so because they were doing it for their own personal gain, and Jesus even says this in Matthew 5, uh, 6 and 7 in the Sermon on the Mount, he talks about them giving these long prayers in the streets and on the corners and things like that. They did these things for show. So people would say, oh, that guy must be holy and righteous. But in our own society, we have men up on stages that are that are singing or preaching or giving some kind of talk or whatever. And in many ways, they're doing it for the self for the acclamation. Uh, to pat themselves on the back, and they love the attention, and they love the the show of the whole thing. <clears throat> so, excuse me. Um, but it gets deeper than that. You know, there's things about being united with the universe and um, these sort of new agey type teachings. So these things all promote self, and it makes a person self-centered. And so that will actually uh, break down your heart and cause it to go astray. But to look at this list that Jesus has here, that out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, theft, self, uh, false witness, and blasphemies, it begins with the evil thoughts. If the thoughts are not aligned with the scripture, this is why we're very keen in our podcast about getting back to the word of God itself. And so if we take the words of God, read the Psalms, understand the history, ingest the words of Jesus, and really apply these things to yourself, then out of your heart will then come words of encouragement, words of edification, words of blessing, words of, um, you know, all these things that can be used to another person to build them up, to strengthen them, to encourage them, and to help them in lots of different ways. Because then your words are wanting that person also to not be self-centered, but to look toward God. So that's really, in many ways, the key thing, is where is our direction? Paul talks about having not a, a mind on the earth, 
but a mind aimed toward, aimed toward heaven, to have a heavenly mind. And so the way this is done is through what goes into your eyes and then down into your heart. Because like I said a minute ago, the heart speaks, sorry, the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So Jesus makes a direct link between the things of that you say in your mouth and the things that are in your heart. So if our if our life is consumed with wanting to know God's will and do God's will and live God's will, then we will want to have the Word of God uh, strengthen us and fill us. But if our life is consumed with uh, the media or the entertainment industry or the music that we listen to or the, the education that we get that has no bearing whatsoever on God and what he's taught in the scripture, then these things will affect our heart. And as a result, it'll come out and we will begin to speak words that'll actually destroy and kill and things like that. So let me encourage you to take the time to think about these things because it is a matter of constant awareness of what you're do what you're saying that will help you to change these habits that we've gotten ourselves into. So <clears throat> having a sarcastic tone or have, being a bit biting or snapping at people and things like that is an expression of your heart of impatience and an annoyance and this kind of thing. But seek to do like Philippians 4, 8 says, to meditate on the list there. So that's your challenge now is to go and look up Philippians 4, 8 and see this list um, of whatsoever things are pure and whatsoever things are beautiful. And this list that Paul writes in Philippians 4, 8. And in that list, you need to take those those things and start putting them toward the world around you. And I guarantee after a while you will realize, hmm, wait a minute, maybe that person shouldn't speak like that, or maybe that film should not portray that, or maybe this music shouldn't sing about that, because it's not part of this list. And when our mind begins to get renewed like that, then we'll start seeing things in a whole different way. We'll actually begin to see things from God's perspective. And when we see things from God's perspective, it is very enlightening and very uh, full of the life that he would want us to have. And so, uh, have a read of this passage of Matthew 15 and meditate very clearly on verses 8 and 9. Matthew 15, 8 9. These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching his doctrines the commandments of men. Now, obviously, I've been talking about the influence of the world coming in through media and through music and through the Internet and through film and through uh, education, if you're in a government school or something like that. Uh, we need to be aware of these kind of things. But ultimately, Jesus here is talking about what is coming from the religious establishment. And so it's also true that the church... If you do go to a church somewhere or you're part of some body of believers, to also be very careful and pay attention. Because remember, the idea here specifically is that Jesus is upset with these Pharisees because they claim to be God's chosen vessel to teach all of the people how to follow God. And yet, in reality, they're actually teaching the commandments of men. 
And so it's important that when we read the scripture that we look at even the church that we're a part of and examine it and say, is what we're doing here commandments of men or is what we're doing here uh, coming directly from God? And when we do that, we'll actually uh, focus very tightly the fellowship that we have and where we go and who we listen to and this kind of thing. We're able to ascertain uh, who is actually speaking the words of God and who is not. And so uh, that, even though, yeah, we do have the world around us, but that's kind of obvious. Uh, I'm actually sort of talking about the obvious things initially, but then when we get down to what Jesus is talking about, uh, that people who say that they are following God or pointing you into the direction of God, but actually are only teaching the doctrines of men or the commandments of men, that's really where we need to be very paying close attention to that kind of thing. And the only way to really uh, filter all of that out is by having a very good understanding of the scriptures and really listening carefully to what Jesus says and uh, how a life in Christ is portrayed in the New Testament and to walk in that way. So uh, that is your encouragement for the week and your challenge for the week as well. Uh, this Sometimes these things can be very hard and difficult to apply because it requires us to be always thinking about the things that we say and what we have com- going into us. But I want to challenge you to spend the time meditating on God's Word and listening to the words of the Lord and, and, and ultimately to put them into practice. Because if you put them into practice, you know, one minute of obeying the Word of God is worth an hour of, of medit- scripture study and that kind of thing. Because then suddenly it'll open up and you'll see that God is working through you and doing a work inside of you and to the benefit and to the blessing of other people. And that's a beautiful thing. So God bless you and have a good day. Uh, If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. Uh, Please subscribe to it. Please uh, write a comment wherever it is that you listen to this from. And uh, we pray that we can continue getting these out as they come each week. God bless you and have a good day.